Welcome to A Handful of Hope, where we bring you heart-to-heart conversations with heart-centered people. Hello, everybody, and welcome back to another edition of A Handful of Hope. I am so happy and grateful to have Tracy with us today, who's aware of the vast need for people to heal, transform, and grow. Tracy's adventurous spirit and fiery optimism, oh, I love fiery optimism, <laughs> led her to create Maha Soul Yoga Studio. Tracy is the founder of Mama Bird and Space Holder for Others. She gently encourages all the sweet souls that venture in physically and virtually to find joy in shining their own light, therefore raising the vibration of the planet. Tracy is an initiated, oh my goodness, you're going to have to help me pronounce the words. Kurak <laughs> Okuyak. Say that one more time. Kurak Okuyak. Kurak Okuyak, fourth level shaman and wisdom keeper in the Peruvian Incan tradition of the Andes a 500-hour certified yoga instructor, aroma touch therapist, creatrix and owner of, did I say that right before, Tracy, Maha? Yep, Maha Soul. Maha Soul, an author of the Positive Intention Workbook. Tracy's intention is to create a healing and empowering mindset for those who need it through the services she provides and the products she sells. Tracy, welcome and thank you so much for being here. Thank you, Jesse. I'm honored to be here. So I have to ask, what is a fourth level shaman and wisdom keeper? So many years ago, um, I got the call to do some um, self work, which happened to be through um, shamanism. And through that training, um, not only did I learn a lot about myself um, and this particular lineage um, was Incan from that Peruvian area. And um, even though I didn't go to Peru, my teachers um, are, were here in Colorado with me. But I, it, I knew the year that it, that it happened, I was gonna be doing some big learning that year. Some, and I didn't know what it was. I didn't know if I was gonna be going to school, back to school, something like that. And my, uh, my sister and I uh, roomed together the 4th of July and she had this strange little packet. I'm like, what is that? And she's like, that's my Mesa. I'm like, what is that? And so she started explaining this shamanism course that she was going through. And I immediately got chills. And I'm like, I think that that's one. She goes, well, they're starting in August. And so I, it was basically, they call it walking the medicine path. And the very first weekend was um, two and a half days of learning about the direction of the South and what all that means. And so it was um, a lot of going inward and figuring out each time we did it, um, how to best serve people. How the, what I got from it the most was that we, we all have light within us, but sometimes as patterns and programs and things happen in us in our life, we, we start to dull our light and we're not as seen anymore. And so by, by helping people shine that light up, dust off, then we're, we're glowing. Our chakras are, are, are you know, showing and we can recognize each other then. And then we can see like, oh, this person is my kindred spirit or this person could use some help. And of course you don't, in, in this particular lineage, you would never force anything on, on somebody. As a matter of fact, I've had parents that know I could do clearings and stuff. I'm like, you know, my daughter really needs to go through that. I'm like, then I need to talk to your daughter. 
because you know she ultimately would be the one that would allow me permission to work on her energy field and and clear away the things and a lot of times we just things glom onto us it's called the luminous energy field in in uh, shamanism and aura is another name for it but you know it, it's just about as wide as our um you know our fingertips but when you're feeling um safe it can be a lot bigger when you're feeling um not that safe or just needing protection it can pull in a lot more and so it's it's clearing all of that heavy energy and yuck away that's not even yours <laughs> so yeah Tracy, how did so when you said you got the call i'm assuming this is, it's not a phone call you're getting like a physical that that chills response right yes yeah how do you learn or how have you learned to trust in that because i feel like so often in life so many of us are getting called to something and we've learned we've learned to ignore it we've learned to talk ourselves out of it we've learned to dismiss it as a coincidence you know all sorts of things but i'm of the belief that it's when we can find the courage to trust in that that's often where the magic is how how did you develop that trust into that and to to learn to listen for that and act I think mainly I started following synchronicities when somebody would mention a book and then somebody completely in a different circle or would mention that same book. And then, you know, I'd hear a ad for the book mm. and it's like, okay, you know, that's three times in a relatively short amount of time that I've heard this probably better get on it. And, you know, sure enough, it would be, you know, full of wisdom for what I need to write then and now. And I think just trusting that I had a friend tell me this once, and I think it's a good thing to remember. If it's not a resounding yes, it's a no. <laughs> and so when those resounding yes, when they hit you, I mean, sometimes it can really be that physical feeling like in your, in your gut. Um, like I had it with the, um, you know, the, the goosebumps, um, it, things will, it, it just seems to, to me, it comes across as, as brighter. Um, like when you think about it, it makes you happy or it makes you calm as opposed to a decision where you're like, Ugh, I, mm. I really need to put this off or I don't want to do that. So, and um, with that, our chakras, as I mentioned earlier, they, they do have a lot of knowledge. And our third one, our solar, um, solar plexus, that one really is our gut feeling. So um, I also have a friend that says that um, you can follow things when it, when it comes up and it feels light, you, you, you hear something or you're talking about something, that's a good one to follow, especially if you're new to it and you're not sure if you trust it yet. Um, if it feels like dread and things are just pulling right out of you, you feel empty, then that's probably one to stay away from or learn more about before you go any further. That notion of if it's not a resounding yes, it's a no is so incredibly powerful because I feel like so much of how we're told or we're encouraged to make decisions sometimes is not with that, but it's, well, okay. choose the lesser of two evils. Right. And I think, why would we even choose one of the evils versus looking <laughs> right. for 
looking for the the resounding yes like mm -hmm. that just seems like it simplifies life so much more and i'm wondering for you like i don't know this is kind of a random question but like can you contrast maybe just briefly like before you started doing the resounding yes i think this is so fascinating when i meet people who do this did you find that like what was life like before the resounding yes versus what was life after what was you know was there a noticeable difference for you and how you showed up how you experienced life yeah i would say that it's 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 a, like you mentioned it's a much more powerful place to be and there's a program that i have run since i have been you know a young girl and it's like the, the yes, but, or the either, or, and seeing two sides. And, you know, even all the, the self-work that I've done, and I encourage everybody to do self-work, even if it just scares the bejesus out of you, because, you know, there's just so many layers that get peeled back. So it's not as um, suffocating now. And I can tell when I'm getting into that place again, because I'll get in overwhelm and just step back and be like, okay, simplify it what in this moment you know the the famous quote about following your bliss i mean yeah. that's really such profound and simple and great advice and it can be on on anything it can be as simple as how you're gonna be in the morning i mean we've all been stuck at home or you know our, our schedules have completely gone upside down and so it's it's just where where can you find that bliss? What, what, it, and then go to the next step. If that feels right, go to the next step. So where, does, where, has, your, where has your bliss led you? Um, well, so I was, I was in sales when I was doing all the shamanic training and I was kind of like a shaman in the closet. <laughs> <laughs> and I really, my that sounds like a book title. <laughs> it could be. Yeah, that should be your next book, Shaman in the Closet. <laughs> So I, and I worked in the liquor industry, which was a lot of fun, but you know, like really when it comes down to it, there's a lot of people that um, get so um, in the undertow of, of drinking. And it was really something that I was finding I wanted to, to, to back out of and, and help people in, you know, serve people in a way. I've always been an optimist and I'll, I'll always, try to find the best in every situation. So now I had some, you know, literally practical magic on some steps to help people clear their energy, uh, feel better about things. And then that led me to, you know, boy, if I can do this energetically, I wonder if I can help people get those emotions and that negativity that's stuck in their body out. Mm -hmm. And so then I, I started doing yoga teacher training. And again, I was still doing all of this, you know, on, on my own time and um, really found some, well, with both the shamanic work and the yoga, that cracking open my, oh my gosh, there's so much ancient wisdom out there that's so beautiful and 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 still to this day so important and you know we've just walked away from it or we don't even know it exists and and it's there for us mm. so then when i really realized like okay no longer want to be selling alcohol i took a huge leap like totally 
you know, blindfolded, jumping off the cliff into owning my own yoga studio. And it's been, we just finished our fourth year this last fall. And awesome. Congratulations. Thank you. It's been amazing. Our customers, our teachers, it's so nice to be surrounded by people that want to serve people, want to bring people's vibration up. And um, I just, at the beginning of the year, um, went for my 300-hour training, which, um, and I went to India. I'm like, I'm going to the land of yoga. And I was not sorry one bit. I, really? the teachers were amazing. The, I was in Rishikesh, which is like the yoga capital of the world. I mean, couldn't have been in a more beautiful environment. Um, such great. And I was in my little group, I was the only American. So I had all of these, you know, worldly travelers that were kindred spirit. And, you know, the, the thing that surprised me the most was not only, um, you know, just learning more about yoga and the beauty of what it is, but yoga philosophy, um, yoga therapy, all these different ancient ways that work. Mm. But the one that really got me the most was the breath work, the pranayama. Oh my gosh, we should all be doing it like right now, especially every day, like no doubt about it. And, and yes, it is yoga. You don't have to be in, you know, some crazy position with, you know, your head down and your feet up. I mean, you can be sitting and breathing and really connecting into your, your most, your, your deepest, your highest self. It's, it's beautiful. Yeah, I, I, you mentioned you'd be open to walking us through a little of that. Yeah, I would. If I can walk you through a few um, different types of breath work. And um, it's what's nice about it is um, there's, there's a lot of other ways that you can find, you know, online um, for, for different ailments, different, different things. So I thought I'd just kind of walk through a few. Um, and like I said, if you can do this every day, it's amazing. So um, what breathwork is basically, it's a bridge between your body and your mind. And with our breath, um, I, I wrote down a few things. We average about 21,000 breaths a day, and that's when we're healthy. Mm. If you're unhealthy or you're stressed out, then you take more breaths. And that's when we do that shallow breathing. And it really makes a difference to take the deep breath, slow down. It can change your heart rate. It can change so many things. Um, normally with breath work, you want to do it on an empty stomach. And if you could do it in the morning is, is ideally in the, in the yogic and the Ayurvedic way, the best way to do it. Um, the morning, like the first time you, right when you wake up or just. No, do the things. And, and they also are very, um, they love doing tongue scraping and then brush your teeth and, you know, do all the things. Okay. Find your place, find your little sacred space that makes you happy. And if you, if you're doing it indoors, try to make it the same place. Like I, I actually have like a little, you know, altar and a place oh, where cool. I, okay. I just sit down and I just feel at peace there. And, you know, you can create that however you want. Um, if you're outside, perhaps think about having, you know, something behind you so you don't feel like somebody's walking up on you. Um, 
a, sit next to a tree or a rock, something like that if you can. And then um, keep with it because sometimes you're going to be like, oh, this is weird or I'm not used to this or I'm not sure if I'm doing it right. Just keep doing it. And eventually you'll find that like that letdown is what I call it when you're just like, oh, I get it. I understand now why this is so important. So I thought what we would start with first is Bostrica breath and it's bellows. And you think of you're in California, right? So you mm -hmm. probably don't have the old fashioned fireplace, but it's that, that thing that would, it looks kind of a. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, Like the, uh, the blower yeah. or whatever. Yeah. Yeah. So that's what we're doing for our body. And um, it's good for the nervous system and for digestion. It's great for aiding in weight loss. And this particular one is a, is an energizing breath. And so it creates um, fast movement circulation of, of blood in your body. So if a couple of contraindications for people, um, if you have high blood pressure, this is one that you may wanna skip or just do it slowly and see how you feel. And if you're prone to headaches, this might be one that, um, and especially if you have a headache, don't do it while you have a headache. But um, as we're changing our body through breath work, you might find that ones you couldn't do at the beginning, you might be able to do later. So this one, we're going to raise our hands up above us and we'll take an inhale. And then as you come down, you're exhaling through your nose. So two more. All right, and one thing I did forget to not mention, but um, whenever you're doing this type of breath work, cl clear your nose first. In India, it's not that big of a deal, but here in America, it's like, ew. So, you know, just blow your nose, have some Kleenex next to you, it's not a big deal. Um, so you want to do that one about 12 times and then just breathe regularly afterwards and bring your your but we went kind of slow but you can you know really bring it in if you want and if you're feeling like you need energized that's a good one to do um kapalabhati here's another one that's um great for clearing it's uh kapalabhati means glow to the cranium or shining skull it's good for stress reduction it's a warming and invigorating breath that helps cleanse the lungs, sinuses, and the respiratory system. So you see why I picked this this time around. Um, the attention is on the, on the exhale of this one. Yeah. And this is another one that you're gonna want to either skip or just do slower if you have high blood pressure or any heart problems. And also um, for women, if you're pregnant or if you're menstruating, just skip this one while, um, while that's going on because it can put pressure on that area. So ideally on this one, you're gonna do three rounds, anywhere from 10 to 20 breaths per. And um, you can't really see, but this is the area that we're working on. And it's going to be like, you can actually feel it go in like a, like a dog, you know, when they're get really sniffing. So as you take the first inhale, go ahead and just exhale out. And then I'll show you how it looks first. As you inhale, you're only concentrating on your nose exhaling. You can sip in breath in as much as you need. 
So it's going to look like this. All right, so we'll do about 10 of those. So inhale. And then just exhale really slowly. You can close your eyes. And then as you inhale, you're sipping slowly through your nose all the way to the top. Hold the breath up there and then slowly release. So you take three sets of those and when you have your eyes closed and, and that's all done, then you'd really do feel like it's, it's almost like your, your skull is just opening up and it's bringing oxygen and it's bringing blood up and it's just a really beautiful breath to, to work yeah, with. Yeah, it's really like a, kind of a euphoric, almost tingly, Yes. It's very electrical. Yes. So that is a, a good one for you to, to do. And um, in the summertime, especially if you're, um, you know, hot, <laughs> hot blooded yeah. and really quick, that is one you would want to do when it's still cool in the morning because you don't want to add more fire to your body, um, you know, in the heat of the day. And especially if you might have, if you're hot headed, there's other ones you can do that are cooling, but that's not the one for you. <laughs> so, um, all right. So let's do, do we have time for one more? Yeah. 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 Okay. Then I think the one, and this is for everybody. This is Nadi Shodana. It is um, alternate nostril breathing, but it's brain balancing. And there's no contraindications on this one at all. Everybody can do it. Um, my mom actually taught me this when I was in high school and she wasn't into yoga at all. She had just heard that it was good for stress. And I had a trumpet solo. And as I was walking onto the field, I would just get so nervous. And she's like, try this thing where you like blow out one side and then breathe, you know, and it, and it worked. And so now I'm like, all these years later, I'm like, oh, mom taught me yoga when I was like 16. <laughs> so, all right. So taking your right hand, you're going to place your thumb over your right nostril and you can, you can close your nose, but I usually just kind of cover the nostril. We're going to exhale out the left side. Then we're going to inhale through the left side. Then switch to your ring finger and close the left side. Exhale out. Inhale that side. Exhale other side. Inhale. Exhale opposite. Inhale. Exhale opposite. So you see the pattern there? Now there's a few ways you can do it. Um, again, you're using your, your ring finger and your thumb. If you want to place your fingers here, some people are like, you know, that helps with the third eye. Um, or you can just bend them down, get them out of the way. But either way, this one, I would say if, if you could set a, a timer on your phone and do at least three minutes, um, when we were leaving teacher training, they're like 15 minutes, just this breath. Mm -hmm. And I can see why, like once you actually experience it, you, you will know why it's an important one. But 
even if you can just get three minutes of this breath in, and especially if you are, um, you know, coming away from a, a meeting or something going on in your house, you just need some away time. If you're having a lot of family time lately, um, this will be a nice little escape and it will physically bring your, your heart rate down. It'll help your brain. So this is a really good one to know. I mean, I, it's interesting doing the three. I like that you showed us three because I could feel noticeable differences between each. And yeah. with that last one, I could tell that with doing it more, I could feel myself moving hemispherically almost. Mm -hmm. Beautiful. I'm wondering, so, you know, it's, it's really interesting. We recognize how essential our breath is but we don't go to our breath. Mm -mm. Why do you think, you know, we, the big we as a society have an aversion to our breath? Why is it that we, we turn away from the very thing that gives us life? Yeah. Um, I think part of us as Americans, Western society, you know, it just really hasn't been a big deal. You know, it hasn't been, um, I'm so happy to hear that now they're realizing yoga and meditation and all of these beautiful modalities of healing are being taught younger. Um, because boy, I think about how life would have been so much different if I was um, <laughs> a little more calm in my youth. Um, and breathwork could have been a simple one. What I love about the breathwork is even if you're in not great health, doing some breath work can, can help you um, mentally, physically. It, it helps, you know, with our, with our lungs. And, you know, I'll just kind of say this, it's, it's not irony, but that the world, Mother Earth, Pachamama right now is coming up for a breath. You know, like, and, and all of these great things that are happening with the less pollution and all this, you know, she's able to breathe. Yeah. And so, you know, with this being such a, a lung uh, affected, um, to, to have that, these, by, by doing this daily, it will help your immune system. So um, just another reason to, to be aware of it. And yeah, there, the great news is that more awareness is coming with yeah. all of this very, very ancient, you know, it's new to us, but it's been around for thousands of years. It's so. incredible too that the answer, part of it is, and I think that you're, you're so spot on with this, is breathing just hasn't been that big of a deal for Western society. And it's just like, I, you know, I think so many of us, I've often, at, when appropriate, I'll talk about stress and how it's a luxury for many of us, mm -hmm. in the sense that most of what we stress out about is, is luxury stuff. It, yes. You know, we don't have to stress out about <clears throat> survival or running water or it's, you know, people, I, I'm sure you've had friends that have reported to you when they go to travel abroad and they come back from third world countries and they come back and say, they're so happy over there. And, you know, mm -hmm. why are, why are we so miserable? But you look at the dynamic, right? And the simplicity of it all. It's, it's, if you have a food on your table and a roof over your head, life is really great. We don't have, they don't have all the other nonsense that we complicate. Mm -hmm our lives with that then we turn around and stress out about these <laughs> yeah yeah and it's 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 so to truth that the very thing that gives us life we haven't made it a priority right 
So now's the time. Yeah. Tracy, I'm wondering, you know, people are calling this period of time the time of pause, the reset, the, the shelter in place. There's all sorts of names. I, and you feel like every day there's a new name for it. What is your wish for humanity that we come out of during this time? How, what, what is your big wish? I think you were right uh, just a minute ago talking about having the, the simplicity of, of gratitude for our, our, our home. I mean, we, we literally have ground below us. You know, we, we are always supported. I mean, if you look at it that way, yeah. so if people could come into more appreciation and gratitude for what they, what they do have and realize that, you know, literally the world will go on, the earth will go on without us. So why keep all the, the craziness? Like this is the time to let go of those things that are weighing us down Energe energetically hijacking us. So I guess I just want people to be in a place where they're, they're feeling good about life. And again, recognizing each other on that, that, that beautiful, I would say like a, like a spiritual kindred soul, appreciating people for who they are in their, in their, in their soul and their heart and just finding the beauty in that. I love that. Everyone, Tracy laid out some great exercises here that you can follow along. So not only are you going to rewatch and re-listen and take some notes, but you're going to want to follow along with her and maybe just have this, you know, save it to the point on the video where she goes through the exercises and just let her be your daily guide for walking through the breath work. I think there's such a great sense of wisdom here in, in going into and just getting to the simplicity of our breath. The breath is that which gives us life. And perhaps right now when we might need a perspective on life, we might need a reset on life. We might need to really grasp what life is meaning, what the real meaning of life is. Maybe we could start with our breath. Maybe we could start to go within. Look at some of those old wisdoms. I love that you acknowledge too that, you know, to practice this, it doesn't mean you have to contort yourself into a pretzel or do any of those types of things. Get up, let nature call, and then find a space for yourself to really just sit and be still and, 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 and check in with yourself. Do some work for you. you know, do a yoga practice that, again, doesn't have to be a pretzel, but it just starts with breathing. I, I love how you said at the end that if we could just let go of all the things that don't matter to us, you know, so much of our life and so much of our stress we feel is because of the obsession over that which doesn't really matter the things that we've learned to matter because we've had the privilege, as Tracy perfectly pointed out, of in Western culture, ignoring the very thing that matters most, our breath. And maybe if we just let it go and go back to where everything really began with you, the first breath that you ever took, you might discover something incredible about yourself and life going forward. Tracy, this has been such a gift and I will absolutely incorporate the breathing exercises going forward. I think that they're just such palpable and powerful little tools to use and maybe in powerful is not the word they're powerful in what they can do but i don't i think power sometimes is a word that gets misconstrued i think they're powerful in impact but they are what's the word they are necessary maybe even 
to really, I think, enhance our, our quality of our life. And I just so appreciate you holding this space with us today and sharing so generously from your heart. This has been an absolute blessing. Thank you. Oh, thank you so much. Namaste. We will see you next time, everybody, on another edition of A Handful of Hope. Bye-bye. Thank you so much for listening. If you are finding value in these conversations, please rate and review on Apple, Google, Stitcher, or wherever your favorite place is to listen to